0: My Govanen. Welcome to the Tolkien Lore Channel. I'm the Tolkien Geek, and in today's Thursday thoughts, I'm kind of musing on the topic of a few things that all kind of came together randomly, seemingly, online. First, David Rowe, who wrote The Proverbs of Middle-earth, and whose book I have reviewed and who I've had on my channel once before, search his name and you'll find him on my channel, uh, asked a question on Twitter basically saying, do you believe in ghosts, and why or why not, more or less. Uh, Which doesn't seem all that connected, it wasn't explicitly connected to Middle-earth or anything. But then, Amir Ali Demeril, who is one of my subscribers, uh, he kind of responded to this by saying, actually along these lines, like, what do you think of the two watchers of Kirith Ungal? You know, are these, like, ghosts or something else? And... Uh, I don't remember exactly what David Rowe's response to that was, but my theory, I think he had the same theory I did, which was basically, it's probably sort of kind of akin to the evil spirits that were summoned into the barrows of what used to be Arthodyne or Cardallon and which ended up as Barrow Whites. But there's something weird about that, Two because it's like, they don't really do the same exact thing, but it's hard to see a better idea of what they could be. And then, after that, Girl Next Gondor came out with a Down the Hobbit Hole video, where she was kind of talking about a bunch of different things that she had just come up with in researching some another video that she had done, and one of the things that she talked about was the Druidine and the statues that they made that they seemingly impart with a life of their own, because there's this story of, I want to say it's called the Living Stone or something like that, where this Druidine, and for those of you who aren't familiar with what I'm talking about, with that term, like, if you read The Lord of the Rings but nothing else, Khan that the the Rohirrim meet in the woods of Anorian who lead them through and passed all the orcs to get to the fields of the Polenor, those are the Druidine. But anyway, there's stories of them going way, way back into history where they would make these statues, which would then kind of come alive and do the Druidine's bidding. And in this particular story, this one statue chased off a bunch of orcs and stamped out a fire, and when the Druidine who made it came back, he also had damage on his feet, and the reason this was interesting is because he then says, well, if you impart, you know, some of your own life force power, whatever, I don't remember exactly the term he used, life force is definitely not it, but something along those lines into an object, you must take a share at its hurts, And, of course, this connects with Sauron's ring because that's kind of the idea of Sauron's ring. He imparts a lot of his own native power into it such that when the ring is destroyed, he is effectively destroyed. So, putting all these things together, there was then another thing that she mentioned, and I realized the... Watchers and the statues of the Druidine could be examples of basically the same thing. So that the Watchers don't really have like a ghost or an independent spirit in them per se, but have something like a Sauron's ring or Morgoth's ring or Druidine statue type relationship to somebody such that somebody put their own power into those statues for the specific purpose of doing what they do, which is monitor the doorway to the Tower of Curithungal and make sure nobody gets in or out that isn't supposed to. And that would kind of explain the evil, malevolent feeling that you get when you're in their presence as well. The question, though, arises, who would that be? The most obvious answer might be Sauron himself, but i think a more likely answer is actually the nazgûl and possibly specifically the witch-king because the witch-king is himself a sorcerer of some power and it was the nazgûl who ended up taking minas morgul nearby as their own and probably also curithungal as well and so it would make some amount of sense for them who are you know the kind of primary inhabitants of that little part of mordor To have invested these statues with some of their own whatever power they had and made them the scary things that they are. So there's not really a whole lot else to back this theory up with because there's just no information on the Watchers, what they are, how they work, anything like that. But just all these things happening all kind of in roughly the same week made me think, hmm. That is a possible explanation that I had not thought of before. So it's at least an interesting possibility that what's going on with the Watchers is something like what the Druidine do with their statues and what Sauron does with his ring. Some relatively powerful force, and it could be Sauron as well, it doesn't have to be one of the Nazgul, but it, it's at least interesting to consider that you know the Witch King might have done it himself as opposed to Sauron. But some powerful force has just kind of invested these things with a certain amount of power or whatever. Now this doesn't really account for, or doesn't seem to account for, what the book says about them, which seems to indicate that they have some awareness of their own. But then again, if the Druidine statue can be aware of its surroundings enough to fight off a bunch of bad guys and stamp out a fire, then, you know, there's no reason to think that these statues couldn't be aware in that sense too. So I think it works. And I just, you know, I don't know of a better theory out there. So I just thought that this was kind of an interesting idea worth sharing because this is one of those things in Tolkien that we get so little information on that it's 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 easy to speculate practically anything you want about it, but the the Druidine statues are kind of the closest parallel we have in anything Tolkien ever wrote, and that's why it makes me think that this might be the best theory based on what limited information we have, just because we've got nothing else to go on, and at least there is a parallel there that we don't have for anything else. The, as far as I know, there's no other parallel to what the watchers of Kirithungal are. And so given that we have this one parallel, that might be the only clue we have as to what they wa- what they are, how they work, anything like that. So those are my Thursday thoughts for this week. Hope you enjoyed that theory. If you have your own independent theories or have some comments on mine, please do leave them in the comments. Otherwise, like, share, subscribe, and all that good stuff. And I will see you for the next Thursday, Tolkien Thoughts. Namarie. Thanks to all my channel supporters, especially Elf Friends, PA Brew News, and Nathan Dufour.